What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Curry.com. I'm your host, SJ. Let's get it on. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back for another week of Rideshare Rodeo. So, we are going to do, I'm going to do another Thursday um, podcast drop this week. We are also going to do a video premiere this week. If you didn't see the video premiere or catch last week's episode, um, I know it runs a little long, but it really is the piece you need to listen to if you are an independent contractor, um, gig worker, app-based worker, on-demand platform worker, or traditional gig worker. So um, it's very important. Go back and listen to that episode. And uh, yeah, so what we're going to do moving forward here is, well, I'm not going to give it away because it's going to start after Thanksgiving, but this week... We have this drop um, next week, or th- and then Thursday, another drop. Next week, um, a Tuesday drop, and then it's Thanksgiving week. So I'm not sure what will happen at the end of that week. But as we roll into December, the new layout format will be here. And um, I'll probably post some stuff on social about it because I'm going to be doing some live streams. So it won't be bonus episodes anymore. We're going to have the Tuesday drop of rideshare rodeo podcast like it's always been and then we're going to move it over to youtube um probably you know three days after it drops on podcast just because the podcast following is what we've built and uh yeah i mean i'm just going to take a little bit of time before i drop it on youtube as well but then what'll happen is i just don't have exact days yet but i will be doing a live stream Um, And going back to doing some of the news that somehow has got pushed out of these podcasts because our guests keep getting bigger and growing more and more and more, and I'm booking more and more and more. So um, these Tuesday episodes that used to be news and some guests and pieces, it's going to be kind of more of a split up thing. So Tuesday is going to maybe have some news and uh, a a guest. Um, maybe it'll just be news. Who, who knows about the Tuesday podcast, but it will remain the the rideshare rodeo you know, you love. Um, and then the new piece that'll be coming in is a live stream that will be happening across platforms, primarily YouTube, but um, I'm going to be using StreamYard, so I'm going to do it across platforms. I'm going to have people come on and ask questions and, and uh, do some answers um, in the live chat. I might have people on as well. I'm not sure exactly of the format, but it's going to be a live cast on on the streaming video sites as well. And then it will come out and podcast the very next day or that night. So there won't be a lag time in between like the Tuesday 
podcast drop until it drops in video. That said, um, this week we have a roundtable again for the company Dumpling. Um, a lot of people don't know about Dumpling, and uh, uh, we did an interview with with their CEO, and, and I'm friends with him, about a year ago. And this time, instead of having him back to revisit it, I have three Dumpling shoppers from... Tampa, uh, Bay, Florida, from Atlantic City, New Jersey, and from California. And they're all going to be on tonight. And we're going to talk about the dumpling platform and how it's actually your own business. It's not an app-based business where you sit at home and or in your car and you, you wait for pings. You build this business. And it is the grocery space like Instacart, but... If you have the ambition and motivation to build your own business, this buries Instacart. Um, there's some Easter eggs in here. There's some great stuff, and there's some stuff to learn. So if you don't know about Dumpling, stick around. If you do know about Dumpling, stick around. If you work Dumpling, stick around. If you work Dumpling and haven't really succeeded with it yet, stick around. These are three of the best people in the country at using the Dumpling platform many, many um, customers they have, and uh, we're going to see what we can't learn from them today. So uh, hang with us tight, and uh, um, I'm going to bring them on right after this. So has everybody signed up for Curry yet? Come on, guys. Before the holidays, before Thanksgiving. That's that's uh, that's the whole um, campaign here was until Thanksgiving. So we're coming up on it. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get as many people signed up as I can. Um, you know, I've, I've talked through with a lot of you guys, uh, some of the little kinks and issues, and you can go back and watch the episode roundtable we did with the Curry drivers. That's a very helpful one to try and understand a lot of the, um, just the little things that happen in the app. Uh, but it still is the best earning platform for gig work out there. So, especially hotshot type, you know, ping gig work, not dumpling like we're going to talk about tonight kind of thing, but like gig apps, on-demand apps where you're accepting things on the spot. Give it a try. The link is in the show notes. Curry, baby. Curry, baby. Curry, baby. Okay. So you got that? Sign up for Curry if you haven't. Show The link's in the show notes. Okay, so like I said, we have the dumpling shoppers on tonight. Um, very good at what they do, too. So there's a lot to be taken in here. I'll be back on the other side. I'm going to bring all three of them on right now. And uh, we're going to get this on. And uh, I'll see you here in a little bit on the other side. All right, so today I I have the honor of having three different dumpling business owners. And yes, you heard that right. I'm not talking about on-demand app-based gig work. I am talking about the alternative, which is dumpling, the alternative to what many gig workers don't like, Instacart. So um, I'm going to start off by just introducing everybody and letting them have a second to tell you about themselves, where they live, their market. um, And uh, then we'll kind of jump in here. But uh, so... Just going around the horn here, we'll start with Susie and uh, Redland, California. And how are you? Great, thanks. 
How are you? I'm good. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a little bit about how you got into dumpling and uh, what led you to this point and, you know, how, you know, just just some basics, not sure. success stories yet or anything, but. <laughs> Absolutely. I am. Um, so I live in Redlands, California, and it's a small, relatively small town in between Los Angeles and Palm Springs. And um, I'm a native here, and it's a very close community. And I was the community news reporter for a long time for our local newspaper. And um, I love giving back to the community, and I love to shop. So as soon as I heard, I unfortunately, <laughs> if I can say that, um, I heard about Instacart, and I was the first shopper in my area. I was training people. I was, you know, letting the stores know who who. Instacart was and how it worked. And um, I was there for when it was great. And then I rode the wave and watched the demise. And as they started going downhill and becoming unethical, my point of view, um, I decided I didn't want that for my community. And I went and got licensed, bonded and insured and said, you know what, I'm going to make up, I'm going to have my own business. I'm going to be able to do it for myself. I'm going to be able to treat my clients how I want and not have to answer to anybody else. And um you know, try, try and give back. And so that's really why I started this business is because I didn't want there to be um, anyone monopolizing this field where I live. And I wanted people to have options and give back to, you know, use me. And then I turn around and put that money right back into our community. Right. So, they can so, safer. Yeah. so when you did that switch, did you already know about dumpling? Were you saying like, I hate Instacart and you had heard about dumpling. So you knew you were going to make I, that move. Actually, I was scrolling through, um, I think it actually was some kind of, uh, it was a um, like one of the chat rooms or something for Instacart. And I saw, and I don't remember his name, but I saw somebody and they were saying about dumpling and I'm like, Ooh, what is that? And so I went and looked and it, and it, and it was amazing. I'm like, wait, I can be my own business owner, but I don't have to do the tech stuff. Like you, I can pay you to do the tech stuff. That is like heaven sent. And that, and that's, and that's how it started. I, as soon as I saw that it was a done deal, love affair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Celeste, you are in Atlantic City. I'm in Margate. Uh, my zone is from AC around to Cape May County, so I handle that bubble okay. of about 20 miles, maybe a little shy of 20 miles. Okay. And uh, what about you? Say, I mean, did you how how did you enter the dumpling realm? I same thing when Instacart came to this area. Uh, for my schedule at the time, it worked for me. So I had been one of the first 10 shoppers in our area. Um, back then we were all very close and it was a nice job to be in. And when they started to truly advertise to grow, we went from us 10 to, I think at the time, 300. And then that jumped to like 3000 and then the pandemic hit and it was, you couldn't even tell anymore. So that's right. how I originally started. And I thought to myself, I have so many regulars. There's got to be a way to do this. There's got to be a bank or an app or something or some way. And I stumbled across Dumpling and I thought, well, here it is. That's my opportunity <laughs> to branch off on my own. Quentin, same thing. How did you end up here? Well, I started um, when I was with Shift. I had a... Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, You're in Tampa Bay too, right? Yes, I'm in Tampa. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm a Tampa migrant. Yeah, so... Um, when I was with Ship, I had a regular customer when I was with Ship um, asking had I heard about Dumpling. And I said, no, what is Dumpling? She kind of she kind of schooled me a little bit on Dumpling. She said because she was looking to do Costco and um, at the time Ship didn't do Costco. But, uh, you know, she had she found someone through Dumpling that was able to do Costco. So she asked me had I heard about it. And I said, no, I really hadn't heard about it. So I did the research 
I'm on Dumpling. Prior to that, I was looking at a way, you know, like Celeste, as soon as we would, you know, start their own business. And that's how I did the research and I was able to find Dumpling that way. And that's how I started back in June. Nice. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting because, um, I know that Quentin, you didn't do Instacart, but the, you know, you, uh, you two did. And I find that a lot of people I've talked with who are on the dumpling platform, all, all, every one of them did Instacart almost. I mean, except Quentin, <laughs> no, literally like 95% of the people I talked to did Instacart before. And what, however, that led to dumpling because the dumpling's been. I, I I love the company. I know that they, you know, they've they've really got something a little different here because you are business owners. You know, with the other app based gigs, you're kind of convinced that you're a business partner with these companies, but you're not. You're being handed, and it's not just Instacart. It's a it's around the board, and they all need they all need help right now. <laughs> and that's what we talk about here a lot on the podcast. So doing one like this is a lot of fun because. I like how Joel and the company here at Dumpling steps outside of the, we're going to throw you just $2 orders to go down the street and do a bunch of work that should be paid a lot more. And uh, you just better take it kind of model. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. And this is not for the faint of heart though. I, you know, I tell people a lot of times that, you know, gig work itself, like don't, don't quit your job because somebody told you you can make X amount in gig work because a you might not like it you might not be the type of person I mean I've been a bar- I was a bartender for twenty years so I'm a, I'm a people person I work I've worked in the service industry I grew up working in kitchens all, I I understand hard work but this one dumpling you really got to build your own business this isn't they're not going to throw you here's some customers you know you got to build a profile you you put it up there and people can search yes but. I would imagine probably, and I'm just going to guess here, probably nine out of 10, at least of every customer you have regular was landed by you, not by them finding you on Dumpling. And I might be wrong, but I'm just guessing. You, um, go ahead. I think you're, you're, you're absolutely correct um, um, in saying that, Steve. So um, I had a lot of regular, you know, a lot of regular customers with shit you know, who only wanted me to shop for them, right. you know? So in that aspect, you know, when I started my own small business with, you know, going through Dumpling, you know, and I told them that I was getting ready to start this own business, they all wanted to come with me, you know? So outside of that, it then became word of mouth. Right. I mean, and, and you personally, have you ever had somebody just find you on Dumpling? Um, I've seen where I had a, uh, maybe one or two, um, that saw me through the dumpling, you know, through search through dumpling, uh-huh. you know, and actually I, I asked one of my family, um, my family members, you know, what he referred to me, um, by another, you know, one of my, another family members, she said, no, it's, you know, that she found me through a dumpling search. So that was one out of like 60 repeat clients, you know, families that told me she found me through, you know, through search. Right. I mean, I know if you go to the site and you search, like I know if I do it right now and I'm not in, even in the app, if I just go to dumpling.us and I and I and I'm in Denver and I put in, you know, or if I say I'm looking for a shopper, it's going to provide me with the closest one to me. But however, it's this is where I think your profiles become very important because like when I had Joel on the podcast a year ago, we were talking about things like, you know, he had brought up like if you're a paleo eater, you know, you might not want to grab that first shopper, like look a little deeper. You might find somebody who's a paleo person themselves. That's going to be the person you want shopping for you because they understand the way you eat. 
So, I mean, this is really where, like, I mean, what a huge difference between the Instacart model, even if it did work and made people money and dumpling itself, because you're building your clientele, you're going to get to know these guys. Um, you know, I had Matthew Tells. I don't know if you guys know Matt or whatever from up in Chicago. <laughs> I had him on the podcast way back when. And, you know, he, he was doing things like um, he got so in with some of his customers that they were like saying, hey, can you let my dog out? Hey, can you come in and put the groceries <laughs> yeah. away from me? I'm, I don't yeah. need you just leaving them out anymore. <laughs> and they all these too. things that Instacart won't do and can't do. And like all these people had just developed a lot of trust because I mean, like he had people that were going out of town. He was watching their dogs. So it wasn't you even just groceries. I have for customers of mine. I have keys, key codes, same thing. Like, okay. So what's okay. So Celeste, what's, what's a percentage or like how many, like, just some kind of number that we can like know, like, cause I'm, I'm trying to like learn. Cause I would, I, I'm guessing I would do the same thing. Like if, so if any of you were my shoppers and after two, three, four times, like, it's just like, this is going great. I hate that they leave it outside though. And I was like, Hey, if I can be 10 bucks more, would you just put it in the fridge? Do you mind? <laughs> like, you know, and if you're like, no, I would totally give you a key. I don't care. Like whatever like here. You yeah, know? Most of them I always ask because with COVID, like some people are more home and their schedules are different. So every single shop, I know what they're going to say, but I always ask and they're like, yeah, you can just put it in. Go ahead. Right away. And they might even be even in the house or not home. They're just like, it's fine. You know? Even oh, you've, you've asked, you've even asked them. Yeah. I, I asked them like what they prefer, even if I have a key and their key code, I still ask them each week because I don't want to walk in just in case they're like home and weren't expecting sure. me. So when I'm on my way, I say, do you want me to put it in or leave it outside? And they always, whatever okay. it is that day, but I do, I have several keys and codes for, <laughs> I, do too. I, <laughs> like, I have to, I have to label, make them, you know, put a, <laughs> so I know whose is whose. Yeah. Yeah. You, so, so how, I mean, just, percentage wise i mean like maybe how the three of you like how how many percentage wise do you leave outside as opposed to putting inside or stocking or whatever whatever it might be even just putting it in a laundry room would be considered putting it away to me like cuz it's entrance to the house i'm at like a 60 40 maybe even a 70 30 just because i don't have that much covid um clients i have one left most of mine are just busy or they like delivery, but it's not because of COVID reasons. So before it used to be a lot more leaving it because of COVID. Yeah. But now that I've progressed to, you know, just weekly regulars, it's for me, it's like a 70, 30 probably. Okay. And what about? I think I'm at like a, I'm at like an 80, 20, you know, I still have some that want, you know, leave outside. But so you guys, the, you, you guys are talking about the bigger numbers being the people who want you bringing it in. Correct. Oh, I'm opposite for me. <laughs> okay, that's that's wild. That's great. Yeah, I'm 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 opposite. I'm I'm my community is still very um very afraid of COVID. Very and a lot of my I have, we have a lot of seniors here, a lot of veterans, and so people are home and they don't you know pre COVID you know I come in play with the kids, play with the dogs, and <laughs> um but now I I it's about eighty percent that I still leave at the door. Um, or I bring it to their work, you know, if they, if they aren't home, you know, I'll take it to wherever they are. And because some people live further away, but they still want to use me. So they'll, you know, just put it in their car. I never even but thought about that. You guys have people that call you and tell you to load it yep. into their trunk. Oh yeah. I'll take it to their, yeah, to their business. They might live in Palm okay. Springs, which is like, you know, 35 minutes away from me, but 
you know, they might not have a, a business owner out there. So they would right. rather just get it from me. But yeah. And then they, you know, when people go on vacation, you know, I'll say, Hey, you know, I'm already watching your dog. Let me fill your, let me fill your, <laughs> let me stock your kitchen for you. And they like that too. So here's a, here's a question that I have for all of you is that how many clients do you carry right now? And how heavy are your shops? Approximate if you can't be exact. I'm just looking for like what, and are, and, and, and are you working Monday through Friday or do you pull some weekend shifts for some people or what's, uh, Quentin, we can start with you, I guess. Sure. I, I typically do um, six days a week for the most part with uh, taking Wednesdays off to do uh, for a personal day or do some marketing. Okay. So I typically just do six days a week. And um, I'm averaging right now about 49 hours a week. Okay. And so if I can ask, how many clients is 49 hours a week? Uh, if they all, I, well, I have a, a total of six to repeat clients. So, you know, not everyone's going to you know, order, of course. Right. And Some people are two weeks week, or three so, weeks or. Correct. So within that week, I may be doing like you know, about, you know, 30, maybe in that week. Okay. And what about you, Celeste? I have like 40 regular clients. Um, I do five days a week, but I find that it's probably more of a four. Um, they're all super flexible. So if I find that I only have one or two, the one day I just ask to move them to make it like four full days instead of, you know, four and a half days, um, okay. average per order, just because the cost is going up. My $200 orders are now over three, three fifty, just because of food going up so much, nothing has changed. So I find that all my orders are large now. They used to be, you know, reasonable hundred, 200. I had some four or five. And then my restaurants always average like between a thousand and fifteen hundred. Your restaurants, okay. We'll have to get back to that. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would love to hear about that as well. Oh yeah, restaurants are awesome. Whole different world. Two flatbeds, I like, put them back together. Celeste, I'm with you on that. I, me too, girl. That's good. <laughs> so, Susie, what about you? Um, I have probably maybe 100, 150 um, regulars. I mean, obviously not all at the same time, but I mean, I've also had my business for almost three years. So um, I've wor I was working seven days a week and was like, wait a minute, I, I can't do it. I'm going to burn out. And then who's going to be there for my clients? So I take Sundays off now. And the average, I mean, it's so just random. I really, it's hard, hard to say. I might not, one day I might not have anybody. And then the next day, it makes up for it because I'm just slammed, people have so. changed. Even if they're ordering it, I think people have changed their shopping patterns. You know, I mean, they're they, going with the their, money. They're like, gosh, right. if I have to spend this much, I got to make it last longer. So they're eating Absolutely. less or not as healthy or whatever. Well, and, and I've noticed too, with my clients, their orders, not only because of inflation, but because of their, my clients are getting scared that food is going to fly off the shelves and continue. So people, some of my clients are starting to hoard and I'm like, come on, you guys don't, you know what I mean? But I can't, I'm not, I'm not, that's not for me to tell them, no, you can't get this. They're scared. I mean, you know, we right. ran out of toilet paper. We had all of our seniors who can get anything. It was very sad. So I've noticed it's going up in price, uh, larger orders because they're trying to, you know, store everything that they need for winter, I guess. Right. Um, so 
working that amount of hours minus uh celeste's restaurants <laughs> um because I've, I've owned a barn or in a, in a restaurant for years too so i know how much work goes into this um but without that and i don't need a number but you guys do pretty well just on the dumpling business regardless of how many yeah. clients you just said you have you are all doing pretty well correct yes because i know that the model allows you to set up your own pricing this is where i wanted to go next was like where how does that exactly work? So if I'm a new client and I come to um, you, Quentin, and I say, you know, I need, I, I need to start getting groceries. I really don't know how to use this app. I'm not really sure what the heck, what do I do? So what would you say to me in that case? One, one good thing about it is, Steve, is, you know, uh, if I have a family that want to use the app but not really tech savvy, um, one thing I'll let them know is, you know, as long as you download the app, you know, put one item on the grocery list, there's, there's multiple ways you can give me that list. You can handwrite a list. You can text me a list. I can even, I've even more recently, I've offered, you know, to go pick up a grocery list from a family. So if it's not in the app, though, you're using the dumpling credit card to pay, right? Correct. And everything will still be done through the app. Right, right. But this, Oh, you're yeah. entering it, you're saying. Correct. Well, correct. So as long as they have one item on the grocery list and within the app, that's all they need in order to get a list started. You don't have to have a full list, but you can okay. have that one, one item on a list to get it started. It's still going through the app. Okay. They just have to check out. Yeah. They just check out. And then and he can really, go off the list. Oh, I'm sorry, Susie. Go ahead. At really, whatever you put in the app, it truly doesn't matter. I mean, if you put in ShopRite, but you wanted a small business store, even a gift store, it doesn't really matter it's a whatever placeholder. you choose in the app. It goes by what the actual paper receipt is. And that's the big difference Correct. between Instacart. Because Instacart goes by what they enter, the right. actual Instacart. Where with our businesses, it goes by what our actual paper receipt is. Correct. Correct. Because it's not like a grocery resale. It's, it's, it's you know, it's whatever, right. you know, store price is, whatever that full, you know, hard copy receipt is, like Celeste, you know, and Susan said, that's what they're being charged. So do you guys find that like right now, especially with what's going on with food prices, that you're like literally not just going, hey, this they're out of this one item or this item went up in price, but literally 90% of what you're shopping for is changing in price or they're out of it? Uh, for outages for us, I, tr I haven't actually been affected by that because I find that I am in the stores enough that I'm, I know, like if they're out of Uncrustables or Lunchables, I just know what day, whether that be, you know, having alliances with a lot of businesses and restaurants and places. I personally haven't been affected by the outages. I just think we're in and out of those stores so often that we're, we're going to find something at some point. <laughs> And Susie, what about you? Yeah, it's the same. You know, you 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 make those connections with the stores, but unfortunately, sometimes they'll be like, "We're we're getting this in tonight. We're going to be stocking it." And I come back in the morning because, you know, my my friends that are the managers are saying, you know, and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It didn't. The truck didn't make it." And then you're like, "Ah," you know, and it's. You know, like Celeste said, I mean, we we know we have these alliances with all of these stores and, you know, they they appreciate us because we're spending so much money on their stores um, and not charging them. 
And not, yeah. And it's, yeah. And they're not, yeah, they're not getting charged anything. Absolutely. And so they, but, but sometimes it's just a crapshoot because, you know, even as much as I know these stores inside and out, you know, they might be out of something and I talk to the manager and it just doesn't come in that night and I show up the next day and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. So it's, you just don't know. Yeah. And one good thing as well, Steve is, you know, um, to piggyback on what Celeste and Susie said, if a store is out of something on that day, you know, um, I, I tell my families, I'll keep an eye out for it, you know, and if I see it coming the following day, I'll give my, my family a call and I'll tell them, look, the item you were looking for on this day, well, they have it in stock today. So um, I can, you know, you can place an order for that, you know, for those items. And what I typically do is I, I tend to give them a, you know, a break you know, for my shopping delivery fees because they just placed an order that, you know, the previous day said they're not hit with the full, you know, shopping delivery fee. And then we also have the flexibility of going, you know, from one store to the next within the same day to try mm-hmm. to find those items that that one store was not on. But what about the pricing changes alone? I mean, I would think you guys, or do you just not talk about it until it's done and then get to them and say, hey, look, it's the world. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody knows that the prices have gone up and I personally advertise that on my site mm-hmm. just because I'm big on loading their digitals for them. I have all their logins. So I try to pinpoint on what we've actually saved because right now there's nothing we can do about the prices going up. That's just, that's not just exactly. us. That's everywhere. So they could go themselves and the prices are still going to be high. I just try to educate where the sales are, this might be the time to buy five cans instead of two. And just based off that to save them money. So even like sales, maybe if like they would like stuff and you know that and they all, uh, get it all the time, then you see something's like buy three, get a fourth. You might contact them and say, Hey, this is going on. Do you want it? Always, <laughs> always, always. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, the, cause Most I know these are all things that ask. not only do the Instacart shoppers not do, no, they don't even they have the ability to do. No. Right. I mean, because what would they Correct. do? Contact the, the client through the app and say, hey, add more to your order. This is right. the client would be so freaked out. They'd tell that person they don't want them to deliver it. Right. And that yeah. and that's like a big thing that I tell my clients too, especially new clients, and especially if they're coming from Instacart. One of the main things that you know I always wanted to do when I was with Instacart, I, I hated not seeing a sale and not being able to give that to my client. I didn't, I did not, I didn't, it wasn't okay with me. And so I always let them know, Hey, you know, I'm always going to let you know if something is on sale, if it's buy one, get one free and believe it or not, some people are like, well, I, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. I always ask some, they don't have room, (laughs) you know, they're going to have room in their fridge or they, but that, but that's a communication, you know, that was lacking with Instacart. You just can't because they're not invested. We're I mean, the other the other thing about Instacart is like it's like um, at least now it is. I know that it's 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 like a lot of those delivery apps where you I you know if I if I accept it, I I might fifteen minutes in say I don't want it, drop it. Like I use I I have thirty thousand Uber Lyft rides under my belt, and I haven't done one since the pandemic. Um, but I I don't know. I never would have. <laughs> um. And we didn't have the ability to go, you know what, I'm going to pick you, you know what, I'm just going to let you off here. That's as far as I'm taking. I don't want to do this anymore. But I think that, I mean, that goes on. My son and I occasionally will use delivery services, not often, but for food here. And when we do, I've even had that happen to me where my driver switches. And because I'm in the know of what happens, 
it's people just decide to drop things. And what they do is they get over to the restaurant. You can't park. You can't, um, you know, you see it's super busy. You see some of the other dashers or whatever that, you know, are out and standing in a line and they're like, screw this. And they just drop it. And it's like, that is some of the worst business. But then again, it's not your business. Like, you know, it's one of those things like who cares, but it's Instacart should care. And these are, you know, these companies, not only do they take too much and not provide the drivers enough, they don't onboard them correctly and teach them. This is not correct business to, and in fact, not only that, they allow it. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I just being a rideshare person for so many years, even though I've dabbled in the other ones, like I'm, I'm shocked that you're allowed to do this, that you're allowed to go, I'll, I'll take care of that. And then halfway into it, go, I'm not going to do that. But do you know with Instacart, um, if a customer does that and cancels it or so many, it could be so many different reasons. It could be a glitch in the app. Oh, I meant the right, the drivers. Oh, so they do the same thing then. I yeah. Drivers can like do exactly what they do on the delivery apps and go, you know, oh, the store is crowded. I'm not going to do this. Dropped. And then wow. somebody else has to pick it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it gets, yeah. pre- it gets pretty crazy. So I'm, so I go back to the question I did ask Quentin though, is how, if I approach you guys, how do you sell me? Like I approach you and I'm, I'm just, let's say I'm, I'm completely ignorant to dumpling. I just know I want my groceries. I heard about it from a friend. I'm coming to you and I'm saying, okay, I need groceries every Tuesday. Can you do that? Like, what is the next line? Like, um, Celeste, we'll go with you. What does, what is the next line you say to me? Normally I would, if they, it would depend if they've um, downloaded my app. So I would ask them, have you downloaded my app? If they didn't, I would swap numbers and send that to them so that it goes right to their cell phone, which makes it easier to download. Sometimes when okay. you send it on pages, then they got to transfer. Maybe they're not as tech savvy. That would be harder. Um, it's so still just the dumpling them, user app though, right? Correct. Yeah. Just with your personal link so that that way they don't have to type in the zip. It just makes it easier. It brings you right up. Okay. From your okay. Link. Yeah. Um, I am the only shopper in my area and in this whole surrounding. So it's just, they're skipping that whole step of like looking for me. Um, and then from there, I would revert them to uh, my Facebook page, which is under shopping by the shore. And then I, I have a step-by-step instruction on how to download my app, place mm-hmm. an order and check out. And then they have my cell phone. So I'll check through the process and see how they, they are with that. But I would advise them to first start with my app, see where they were, if they had any questions. And I always explain to them that it, no pressure on the app, whatever you choose, it doesn't matter. If it doesn't matter what you type, I'll, I'll help you with your list. That's my job to make it easier from there. Understood. But I, I, I'm even talking about the, the payment. Payment. How so, do you how do you treat your payment with somebody like me who's just blind to this and saying, okay, how do we work this? <laughs> I have I have would take them to the step by step instruction because I have all of that listed on the top of my Facebook page. I mean, if it's somebody that doesn't have Facebook, I'll just take an entire screenshot of those step by step instructions and take them directly into the payment, and then with those step by step instructions, I might even send them a screenshot and circle it and say, click this to enter their credit card information because some are nervous with tech and apps and placing their credit card. You know, I just ensure them that it's that's so that we can check for fraud and make sure it's everybody is safe, you know? Yeah. I was even going, I was even a step farther. Like how I, I know that it might be on the Facebook page, but just to the people out there who get a little anxious by stuff like this, how do you do your pricing? 
Uh, because I know the dumpling platform allows you to do your pricing, right? You set correct. it all. You get to. Correct. So I personally charge 20% of the grocery and I let them know that between my discounts, I pay for the processing fee. I pay for all bags. They get all of their complimentary wipes or Lysol, whatever they need, whenever they need it, they get that complimentary. So I find that that averages about 16%. And that's how I present my pricing okay. usually when they're asking. And so I know that there was, and Susie, I'm going to ask you this one because you've sure. been the longest on the platform, I think. Um, but I know there was a change and I actually brought this up to Joel and I told him I wanted to address it tonight because there were some people that I think that came on right at the end of the old tipping system and then it changed to something different and those people got very upset they weren't shoppers that long prior to right. and it really freaked them out can you 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 were there for that yeah. can you explain how that happened and what what difference that was well i think a part of it was that the, the there wasn't an option to not leave a tip i mean we're this is a service we're this is our business is a, a service industry um you know gratuity should be present, but um, that gratuity, there was no way to not have a gratuity. And so there was a fight, not a fight, but, you know, discussion amongst people that were coming, new people that were coming in. Well, wait a minute, that we need to always have that. We, we, it, it should be there. It should be in their face. And then we have the other people saying, well, wait a minute, you can't force people. We need to give them the option. There needs to be more options, percentage. They can write something custom. We didn't have that before. Um, you know, Dumpling is really good at listening to our feedback. And we wanted the option because a lot of a lot of these families, you know, they don't know what they want to leave until after they get their totals because, you know, they're on a budget. So sure. before, and they want to see the service. I mean, did you they want to see throw it all right. over this, what if the we, porch or did you? Exactly. Exactly. So now we have all of these options we have. You can do a custom tip where you can you just write in a dollar amount. Then you have percentages, which we get to choose what we want to do. And now there, additionally, there is a link that says, if you want to choose to leave your business owner gratuity after the fact, you'll get a push notification, which is a text message saying, as soon as I charge you saying, Hey, do you want to rate your business um, owner and leave them a gratuity now? And a lot of people do opt to do that. It was scary at first because some people what if they forget? What if, and now we send them a text message saying, you know, don't, please don't forget. So the implement, uh, everything that they've implemented, I think has been golden because it gives everybody a little bit options across the board. And it's not in your face. If you use us, you have to tip and you have to do it before. That's not, that's not fair. I feel uncomfortable. That, right. You know. Yeah. I think I understood why he was doing that at the time though, because when oh, I yeah. interviewed Joel a year back and where mm -hmm. dumpling was, he was, you know, he wanted to make sure people were getting tips. That we got protected. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you have, you know, dumpling, it was founded by, you know, Instacart shoppers and that left, you know, and so they understood and that was the basis. And I, I loved it. I respected that. But the feedback I got from my clients was like, well, wait a minute. What if, what if half my order is wrong? What if you, because they had such bad, you know, um, experiences with other platforms. And so finally, you know, the, the, the team was like, Oh, wait a minute, you know, we can, we can do it this way. So it just made it better. I mean, they always were looking out for our best interest, but now they just made it so that it's us and the clients. And I think more people are happy this way. So Quentin, how do you, I mean, are you seeing about the same thing? People just kind of defaulting with one of those 20% type things and 
Um, or are you seeing tips on top, these extra tips or what do you, what do you see in the field when you're working, you know, the reality of it? Correct. I'm seeing more of a default. Um, I have, uh, some families that use the default and then on top of the default, they add a, you know, the additional gratuity. So, but it's mainly a default that's a pre-populated. And I set my default, you know, to be, um, you know, not too too high or, you know, not too low. Um, but I set my default to be something where I think my, my services would be. Um, so. Okay. And I, I got, I got to go back to Celeste on this because we've both been, uh, I mean, you still are, but we've both been in the bar uh, restaurant industry for a long time. Um, I got to ask you because to me, at least when Joel first told me about it, and I knew I, I'd get into it with you guys and figure it out because I knew there had to be more sense than at least I was picking up that day because he's he's always bright with those ideas. But um, I viewed it as like, you know, the type of restaurants you might go into that add the gratuity. You know, you go sit down and they're like, you know, if you're a table of six or more, you're getting a 15% gratuity. And I'm a, I'm a great tipper, but I hate those restaurants. I don't want you adding a, a tip on to me. Yeah, it must not feel that way in the grocery realm, because honestly, like that makes me just want to leave that 15 percent instead of the 25, 30 percent we might leave you. The the way that I view it is our service is um, we're not a third party. This is our business. So with Instacart, you have to think about you're paying a driver, you're paying a shopper, sometimes two people. Um, But with us, it's just us. I personally felt that I wanted to be, if you pay for a service, you pay that service fee. There's no tip. Um, I, I try to lean in just with my service fee and, and work off of that. I don't typically have a tip issue. My clients are wonderful. They treat me like family. They treat me so good and they pay me so well, but I, I really try with especially new clients to have them understand if you were to hire a painter or to uh, somebody to come do work at your house, you're paying a service, not a service. And then maybe a tip on the side. It's always nice when you're blessed with that extra, but that's how I try to zone in with my service that I have my fee and that I'm properly paid in my fee that I don't have to worry about. Right. You're not, you're not, you're not so interested in the tip. I mean, it's great, obviously. Great. I I appreciate it, but I have my fee for that reason. Yeah. So now before I even move forward, I got to ask you how you run two business, how you run two restaurants and don't play. (laughs) I, I just have to, I have to know. No, I said I shop for restaurants. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. Oh, <laughs> no. okay. I was like, whoa. I mean, because I know that industry. Okay. <laughs> no, ever since the pandemic hit, I've had a lot of my my restaurant clients ask me to come work for them, and I'm like, I can't bring on another job. Like, I oh, can't. okay. It's too well, much. No, and what I they and they can't of, order through their vendors. I mean, a lot of them, believe it or not. Before the pandemic, when I made all these alliances, they used Instacart, which is how I met a lot of them. Once they found out I was on the market, just through Facebook advertising, I got text messages like, hey, why didn't you tell me? So I just started with those businesses. And one restaurant told another restaurant. I mean, there's certain ones that they still use their big distributors, but they're having such issues finding things that it's almost worth them paying more with me because then they can have their product. Like these restaurants are saying, sorry, we can't have chicken wings today. Sorry, we can't have cauliflower crust today. Like there's just, right. and it's no rhyme or reason. So this is at least like reliable and consistent. Or they, or they run out on a Thursday. They yeah. don't have time to get the order in for Friday. So it's going to be Monday and they can't be out all weekend of some things. 
Yeah. I can see that. I mean, do either of the uh, Susie, uh, Quentin, do do you guys hit up restaurants at all? I do. I, I actually have partnered during the pandemic. I opened up my business to a lot of other things that my clients needed, you know, running errands. A lot of people had returns and just needed a lot of help. So I presented myself to my local businesses because a lot of ours in my town were going under. Um, I said, look, I, I under, and I'm not trying to disparage, but I'm, you know, Grubhub, DoorDash, those platforms, you know, they, they take a chunk from the restaurant and then they mark up the prices. I understand profit, but I said, hold on, I'm stepping in. I'm not going to charge the restaurant. I'm not marking anything up. I'm going to do a flat fee. And then I'm going to pick up and deliver your food within a, you know, 15 mile area. And so that has led to a lot of partnerships for me with the restaurants. And it's been a win-win because we're keeping each other afloat. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been great. Um, I mean, I know when I was running a restaurant, it was, you know, um, or we ran a bar, but, you know, just even the the minimal uh, small kitchen stuff, bar food we were doing, you know, it was like a minimal $500 to get a delivery out that day or then even the next morning. So a lot of times that might be part of it too. Cause if these, if this was available, then I wouldn't have even like, cause sometimes I would work if I needed $300 worth, I'd just be like, okay, I'll shrink my next week order. I'll find $200 extra of stuff that we can just put in the freezer or whatever we have room for, buy it from next week, the 300 I need. And it was a lot of juggling, but if I knew I had this option, I would just consider one of you another vendor and you'd kind of be like my hot shot last minute last mile run of like things I needed, right. you know? Well, and mine are a lot of the deliveries too, not just shopping for them. So I'll help out with the catering too, because they're losing so much money by using third parties. So, you know, I think it's a yeah. win-win. Quentin, when you were, when you say you market on Wednesdays or at least take a day to yourself or whatever, do you hit up these, do you hit up bus- um, restaurants or businesses like this? I don't currently do any restaurants, um, but the person that does a lot of my marketing for me, um, she, uh, she wants to tap into that market and I can do a lot of, you know, small businesses, you know, restaurants in the area, like a little mom and pop, you know, uh, coffee shops, a mom and pop restaurant, um, who needs, you know, these items when they can't get it from a larger, you know, um, larger distributors, you know, a lot of these small, um, mom and pop restaurants, you know, a lot of these businesses, you know, bigger, um, distributors have capped or, you know, minimum orders. So, um, with the person that does my marketing, she was saying, let's go into these, you know, small restaurants and see if we can, you know, see if they can get, you know, partner with these little restaurants. And I actually, I look at a couple of select videos that she has and try to see how she went about doing these things. And that gave, that gave a, little, a lot of inspiration, you know, for myself and the person that does my marketing to try to tap into that market. Nice. I didn't know you did that, Celeste. So you you have training videos for the dumpling people? Well, that kind of happened. Um, I paired up with uh, the AC Press and they did some advertising for me and I had a few friends in there. So they had created some videos for me and um, I had somebody out come take pictures and record and then they made a couple of videos for me. Yeah, it was okay. really nice. And then the press shared it and that got like 20 30,000 views just from that. Well, no, I thought, I think that's an awesome thing. I was actually wondering where you find, are they like YouTube videos or are they? It's like a mini clip in a way. So it's like a minute long. And I guess you would consider it like what in, on Instagram where you have a reel, it's okay. like, you know, a short mini video. It's like that. She's got directions on it. It had music. 
it had like my step-by-step because I really like them to see my process and, and how just as something as small as what produce I pick or how I load the cart, how I unload the cart. So that's what she did. She basically took like a mini little clip of, and put it together into this cool little video. And it was really, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of people I'm, I'm I know all the creator world on YouTube for these drive alongs or even shop alongs, you know, so I know, uh, you know, what is it? Shopping with Jen, you know, delivery with Ellen, um, all these people who have like YouTube channels and show their shops and the problems and then they go back and edit them all and stuff. So I know there's tons of that stuff out there. I was just nice to see you doing it with dumplings. I have not seen any dumpling ones. You know, I see all the I see all the app yeah. ones on YouTube, but I don't see anybody doing anything dumpling. Um, but yeah. uh, when I know. did that video with the press, um, whoever runs, I, for, I forget who it is, but I, they run the dumpling on Instagram. She took my video and dumplicized it and made it into a little dumpling video. So it was cute. It was the same video that I had, but just incorporated with dumpling, which was nice. I got you. So. Yeah. The holidays are coming up and I got to ask all of you guys something. Susie, I'm going to start with you on this one. So if you, I know that dumpling has a way to have up to, is it five cards? Yes. Um, I, I'm not sure what the program's called anymore. I know that like the popular way was two because it was really built for couples. Right. Like right. I, I learned this last year when I had Joel on and I had just interviewed Matthew Tells just before that. And Matthew and his girlfriend were like a team and they both had a card and they were like, you know, both doing this. And even sometimes they'd have one shop that they knew needed two stores. So she'd go here, he'd go here and they'd come back together. (laughs) And I mean, they really had this down. So I get it for the two, but the multiples, I know that they, um, one, a few people I know with dumpling have told me that the only thing that they don't like is that they can't give people, um, their own portals where they were, when they log in, they're not seeing all of your stuff. So when I brought that up to Joel and he's like, yeah, actually, he's like, that's kind of odd. He's like, that's something we're working on is yep, to, they are. you know, but I was like, well, can't. And now I'm thinking after what Quentin said about just putting one item on the order, couldn't you just like handwrite it, take a picture and or type yeah, it and just it. say, hey, here's yeah. what I need. They don't Absolutely. need to log in. Right. I mean. Well, they would still need to log in so that they're using the app, because if they just sent like if they just sent us their list then they're going off app. You see what I'm saying? So if they go in and put that one item in there and then just check out, we still get notified. Here's our address. Right. Their no, address. I'm talking about like if like you had two other people that shopped for you, let's oh, say, and gotcha. you had three cards, let's say, mm-hmm. that they don't need to get into your profile. I know. You could just text them the, here's the list. Get it for That's me. That's how I did it for the whole <laughs> year when I hired somebody. It was I didn't trust having somebody with a card yeah i mean from what it yeah. sounded like they yeah. could be in every, they could change your address phone number and name right there's yeah. one I person know. i trust that's it and i i you know i, I have no help <laughs> i think i'm going to start hiring like runners nobody else to shop at, at this point i just don't trust any you know well that's what i was going to ask you next is like with the holidays around the corner you know are you guys going to get do you get help on normally are you going to this year i mean I probably will. I I probably will let my guard down and and finally do it. You know, I've I've I'm so protective of this business and my clients, and I can't expect somebody else to come in and and love them like I. You know what I mean? It's yeah. They're not they're not invested. So I I was thinking of hiring runners where I would still do all of the shopping and then I would pay people to come and meet me at the store. They would load the car and that would keep me from having to drive, you know, twenty miles 
or 20 mile radius and let me be able to go to each store. Oh, you would and that's see something I would do. I'm, I'm sorry. Sid. That's something nope. I would do as well. Um, you know, because we have these families that trust you to shop for their groceries. They know the way you pick out produce. They know, you know, if something is out of stock, they know, you know, you know what to substitute. So like Susie said, I would do the same thing. I would only, you know, I would stay in store, shop their orders and have runners. You can't trust anyone to pick, you know, your, your produce or your groceries the way you would do it and the way your family, your families know you do it. So I, I agree with Susie. Celeste, you, you've actually done it where you've had other people have the, have the card, right? I hired somebody last year. It worked out really good. I mean, she was wonderful. Um, I just, because I can have more availability, I don't need it to use her as much. But at the time I was on a small schedule. She was a, she was wonderful. I think if you find the right fit, you know, it worked. I don't know. It would take a lot for me to give them my card and my profile. I, I would love to get to that point. But like Susie said, I mean, this is our business. This is our name. For me, that's my biggest thing is like my character, my name. It's mm-hmm. that is all I have. And that that is what helps your business. People to know you're trustworthy, you're honest and you're reliable and consistent. So I, I don't know. I mean, she she was great. I just I, I wouldn't hire anybody with a card right now. Yeah, I don't have any. Well, if they have the card, I mean, if you know them, I mean, they're not going to run off. They can only get the order, right? I mean, the card has a limit too, or else you got to call dumpling to get it extended. They could get up to it. Well, my profile, I don't know what anybody else, it depends on how far you've been shopping. I have a higher threshold just because of having restaurants. So they could get off with a lot of money and it would be on me. Like, you know. Okay. So it would be completely up to me to pay that back to Dumpling if they stole that. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah and when you guys were saying runners, it's funny because immediately he, Suz, Susie and Quentin said runners. And I was thinking, oh, that makes sense. You you would have them shop and then you'd run it because you have the combo. <laughs> no, you have the combos and the keys. And I'm like, they, you can't give that to them, <laughs> you know, to the house. You're not going to let these runners into the house now. Oh, no. I mean, this now you're going to have to. in store with me. In my eyes, I could see everything, and I checked every step of the way after it got to the point where she knew my process that I didn't have to do that. But in the beginning, I checked every little thing, and I take COVID serious. So I told her, if you're not going to show up with your mask and gloves, don't come. Right. Because that's my name, and that's what my clients expect. So I wasn't going to. I think if you find the right person, it could work really well for you. But it's hard in this day and age to find people who want to work that are honest it's even worse now. Well, I think that you'd year. have to, it would, I mean, for me, it would have to be somebody I know well. And then even then I've, you know, I've, I've got different groups of friends. <laughs> there's the friends I would give a credit card to, <laughs> and there's the friends I would say, uh-uh. Well, I have, I've, gone on, <laughs> so. I've allowed myself to go on vacation and there was one person I trusted and she was in the supermarket. Um, you know, she would did the bookkeeping for like a Stater brothers for, for like 20 years. So, I trusted her. I went on vacation. I needed to get away for a little while. And she, I gave her my card. She's implicitly, I trust her. And, you know, like Celeste and Quentin said, it's that, you know, at the end of the day, it's our name. And if, you know, I'm only going to give somebody the card that is going to be an extension of myself. That's hard to find. (laughs) Yep. When they're not invested, you know, because it's, it's our business. So that's hard. Sure. But they're out there. I know they are. Mm -hmm. I'm looking. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, and that's another thing too. You guys are all at such high numbers of, of regulars like Quentin. Do you find out that, do you find that a lot of your customers now come from referral? Like almost all? Yes. Yes. Uh, A lot of it's word of mouth at this point. Um, Like I said, I I still do marketing, you know, here and there. I, I have flyers that I, you know, tend to hand out, you know, but a lot of it's word of mouth. You know, right. a lot of, you know, well, I would imagine once you guys have that many customers that there's people going, Hey, I, Oh, I used Instacart. I had the worst experience. And somebody would be like, Hey, I use this great person from dumpling every, they're the same person every time. It's awesome. I would think there's a lot of your customers doing marketing for you. Yes. Well, and I even have my, uh, one of my local public stores that I frequent, um, who have one of my flyers, you know, post at the customer service counter. You know, and if they, if someone calls in rather than giving them an Instacart, you know, referral, they refer, you know, my lo- my business to these uh, to these customers that's calling in. So I've I've earned I've gained at least four customers that way. Huh. Um, what what I found that has helped, um, and and another like just bonus of being with Dumpling is I've joined, especially during the pandemic, so many networking groups. I joined the my local chamber of commerce and they've turned me into an ambassador. So, I mean, I, I we have these meetings constantly where I'm with other like-minded people that are like, wait a minute, there's nobody else in your lane here. We don't have anybody else doing that except Instacart. So that I gain a lot of business from that and from, from you know, networking and do, you know, trying to help with fundraisers and you know, <clears throat> volunteering, it's, it's just amazing. You know, if you get, if you get yourself out there, which can be hard for business owners, because for a lot of us, it's just one person. And so that marketing, it's like, oh my gosh, we have all of our clients, we have to put them first. And then we have to take off a day to like Quentin said, like, do our marketing. <laughs> so it's, but the, but the networking has really helped me, the networking groups and the chamber. Yeah. I mean, I would even think like, you know, I don't, I'm no, I don't know if Dumpling has the footprint everywhere in the U.S. for it, people to understand this. But even if you could grab a, a minute of person's uh, time coming out of a store, I would think you could stand there with a business card that's legit and just say, hey, look into this. You know, like if they're like, you know, got kids and they're like holding three kids and eight bags of groceries and they're like, oh, and you're like, I left hey, mine in carts. right. But if you just stood outside the grocery store and saw them and you're like, hey, you want to not have to do that? <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> like you cold know. calling in person. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm sure it's frowned upon. It'd probably be like following an Instacart driver and taking the dumpling cart <laughs> up to the door after. Like, <laughs> This is where forming those alliances are important because like even our big supermarkets, I don't even have to put my cards up. Their employees have them and they, they do it for me. I feed them snacks. I give them wipes, you know, I thank them. And yep. it's really, you form those alliances and then, they kind of do that for you and then you don't have to. <laughs> right. Ex- exactly. That's Love what I, that's what I would imagine would happen. Like once you guys are at 25, 30 customers and beyond that really a lot of your marketing is those 25, 30 plus people. I mean, I, I don't know. I just know the gig economy and people get really, you know, they could have 10 good experiences on Uber or something. And then one absolutely horrible one. And they might be looking for that black car service that's outside of Lyft and Uber. You know, is there a dumpling? And I, I shouldn't say that because I know that Joel was testing driving rideshare as a thing with yeah. dumpling. But, um, you know, but I know that they, they would then, hey, how do I get somebody that's just not on these platforms and just pay them and have them be a regular driver for me? Because this is ridiculous. 
Um, you know, and I probably shouldn't say this, but like I had regular customers that just called me after a certain point because I live in Denver. We're like, we're kind of a, you know, it's a major airport. We got, it's a hub for a lot of, um, pilots live here too. And so like, I'd get some who are like, you're like the best driver I've ever had. Car's always clean. You know, I go to the airport three times a week, you know, you want to take me and I'd be like, sure, here's my number. You know, I'm not supposed to do that, but I would do it all the time. You know, of course, you know, I used to have a QR code in the back of my car that you could just scan it and it brought up all my information. That's smart. So, I mean, I just, I knew that, you know, I was like, well, what's the worst that happens? Somebody scans it and then I'm already working for Lyft and Uber. What one of them is going to kick me off the platform. They kick people off the platform just by drawing a name out of a hat sometimes. So (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I know people who call or, you know, I know people who call Uber and Lyft and cancel a ride that the ride might've been a five-star ride and it's $7, let's say. And they call because they learned I mean, I don't know if this still happens, but they called because for about a year and a half, this was going on that they learned that if you call and say that you had a problem, you'll get refunded for your ride. But that also got a lot of drivers deactivated without any more strikes. Just that one strike got you deactivated. And it was just that it was simply that they didn't want to pay the seven bucks. It had nothing to do with the ride. That's not right. Right. But that's how these platforms operate. They have so many, they have such oversaturation that they can afford to go, we don't care about you. Bye. Yeah. I don't, I I don't know. Um, So with the holidays coming up, um, I don't know. Is this, is this, this is the busiest next six weeks of the year for you? Is that probably right? Or for me, it is not for me. Really? I just, I think because I stay consistent, I don't do a lot of like crazy. It goes, doesn't go dip up and dip down. I just have like the same consistent. They don't order more because of a holiday. It's just their every weekly thing. Nothing really changes for me for the holidays. Okay. And so what about you, Quentin? Same. Is it going to, is it going to pick up big? Is it going to, are these like, does your, does your, does, does your, uh, 49 hours turned into 55 or 60 now for the next six weeks. Yes, I definitely, um, this would be my first, um, holiday season with my own, uh, my own business. So, but I'm, I'm certain it's going to, uh, definitely increase. I, I already have families that, you know, already trying to place orders, you know, for next week, you know, and they come into me and they want to know what, you know, what's the best days. And I'm going to change some things around. Um, for the holiday season, just so I make sure I give them that special attention that they need. So, yeah, it would definitely pick up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what is? I, I, I'll ask this. What What is your favorite thing about the? If you could, if you could say this is my favorite thing, and it must stay exactly how it is, and this is my my least favorite favorite thing on the dumpling app. I would like it to change. What would it be? And you have to do one of both. So it's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing to say the one you'd want to change. It's just, what would you say? This is, this one needs to stay. It's my favorite thing about it. This one, I would tweak out, even just tweak it out a bit or whatever. One thing I like, you know, is with more, the more recent updates, um, 
not so much recent update, but the ability to be able to um, consult a coach right within the app, like almost in live time. You know, so if you're having an issue, you know, you're getting, you're able to communicate with a coach right away and you get an issue resolved. You know, I absolutely love that. Rather than having to, you know, wait for a response or, you know, get on the phone line and, you know, um, have to wait and wait for someone to answer. Uh, for instance, I had my card declined a couple of days ago because my client, one of my families, you know, they added on so much, so much stuff. So I didn't have my, my card wasn't funny enough. I didn't have to reach out to, uh, any coach or dump or anything and say, you know, my card, you know, declined. They automatically, it was an automatic feed to them. You know, they, they contacted me telling me that they saw that my card declined and was on it right away. You know, so that's one thing I love, absolutely love, you know. But there's a love hate in that one too, because you had to do that. (laughs) 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 I get it. You're happy about that solution, but um, what about either of you two? What, same ahead, question. Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, what's your what's what's your favorite and least favorite? Oh boy. And it doesn't even have to be least favorite, just yeah, it's not it's not even a least favorite because I think a lot of people forget when they want things instantaneously to change. Like a lot of my clients are like, wait a minute, I'm here in the app. Why can't I see the item list? Why why aren't there photos? Why aren't we're not the dumpling is not corporate base. This is a handful of amazing people that are coming together and painstakingly putting these items in and, and to put every single item list, like, you know, Instacart does because they're gazillion art gazillionaires takes a lot of money. So they can't hurry that up. They're doing it as they can store by store and in and, and, and different markets, we all have different stores that we shop at. So there's a bunch. And for me, that's just been, um, a little bit hard because clients will be like, well, wait a minute. I shopped at Costco and everything was there. And I went to Stater brothers and it's like, there's no photos. And so, you know, I explained to them, well, you, you can add it. Once you put your list in once the app saves it forever. So, you know, I try and end it with, you know, something positive because it is, it's just people don't understand that, you know, dumplings aren't this huge corporate corporation, <laughs> you know, it's right. It's individual. It's not quite grassroots, but it's not, right. it's not full blown. Right. Corrupt corporate either. I I get where it is. Yeah. And the thing that I love the most is honestly the team itself. And I know (laughs) because of how they communicate, how they're there for us allows me to be there for my clients. If, if I can't get thing like Quentin said, if I can't get things handled immediately, if there's a problem and there's rarely a problem, or if there's a glitch with an app, which that's rare too, if it weren't for them and responding and caring and reaching out, I mean, I, I wouldn't be there. None of us have to be with Dumpling. We're there because we choose to be, we don't want to go off the app. We choose to stay with them. Um, But that communication that they have with their business owners is so key to me because then that affords me to go back to my clients and allow them to have everything that they need because I'm getting it from, you know, A to Z from, from, you know, the, um, website to the business card to the bank you know um, well then I, w- I would imagine your worst then is the same thing without that customer service you might not be here today i wouldn't well well this is the thing i mean you know could could i be without them yes do i want to be without them no because without dumpling you know it would it i wouldn't have that support team i don't want to be by myself doing this you know i'm i'm 
not married. Right. I'm I just thinking back yeah. a few years in your history. Like maybe there was right. a time where you'd have gone without this. Without know, how them, would you have gone? You might've gone, forget have, this. Right. Right. I, it, it, my wheels probably wouldn't have been turning like that. I've always been an entrepreneur, but I would, uh, for me, just even thinking about that, oh my gosh, how do I put a store into that? You know, no, that dumpling has saved me. <laughs> and this is something I plan on doing for the rest of my life. I love it that much. Um, so that is my favorite thing is that the, the, the constant support and love that I feel from that team. Um, and I know it's across the board for, for everybody, you know, so it's, it's great. Yeah. Celeste, you know, I'm coming to you. <laughs> oh no. You saw my confused look. Uh, I don't like to give constructive criticism. I like to tell everybody they're wonderful and everything is great. But it, with that being said, I, there's not really anything I dislike about the app. Uh, I think my opinion is that what works for me might not work for Susie or Quentin. I think that, you know, the way that they have the app does make everybody happy in a way. It's balanced. It's organized. I like lists and I like that organization. That's my favorite thing you know, about it. There's a place to get your reviews. There's a place to see your insights. There's a place to see your growth. You know, and um, yeah, you that, can see all your analytics within it. Yes, so. that helps you too with like even your advertising, where you see where you're targeting, you see your towns, you see, you know, like a lot of things. You can see maybe where you could tweak your prices uh, or lower them. You know, however it is. I like the organization of the app. So the reason I asked that question is because I wanted to point out to any because I get a lot of gig listeners from all all of the apps. So to all yeah. you Instacart workers who have asked me about dumpling or who do know it about it or whatever, what you just heard was owning your own business. Because yeah. each of these people set up their business in their market differently. However, they're all successful and they have direct correlation with their customers. Dumpling pretty much stays out of the way and lets them just have their business because it's their business. Yeah. You know, taking a nominal fee and it's not a dynamic fee where it's like, Oh, we're going to take four dollars on that hundred dollar order, but on the next hundred dollar order, we're going to take forty. What? But here's the thing, though, Steve, <laughs> is that like before I actually chose Dumpling, I was using off um, like Venmo credit cards. That kind of thing, you're still getting charged fees, APRs. You right. just won't have the fraud protection that you will have with Dumpling. That is my one thing that I love about that app is that. You know, if there's someone that maybe is new around this time of year, especially if I get a new customer, I ask them to check them out. I mean, you're able to check if the addresses match. They do research for you. You you won't get that with Venmo. So the protection of those fees is worth every time. Well, wait, why would you why would you need that? Well, so a lot of times around this time of year, you might get new clients looking for a TV or Christmas gifts, uh, maybe just like a $400 of groceries that uh, it's good to check out. You know, if it was Instacart, they they might not check that and they would have gotten scammed out of those hundreds of dollars. The shopper still would have been paid and they would have lost out. However, being a business owner, that's your money that you you would have to pay back. So when I get a new customer, maybe I'm not familiar with them on Facebook. Uh, you know, a lot of the people we all know each other. I'll have dumpling check just to make sure that addresses match. It's not a husband's card or a wife's card or an ex-husband's card. Or they check all of that for me, and then they say everything looks okay. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then I use discretion on that order. But I've canceled so, orders. Before so just I just I, I just up. have to ask though: Have you ever had a run-in that was bad? Then uh, I caught it before. Correct. Last year. 
things were really bad with the pandemic. And then when it hit this time of year, I did have people that was when the maybe PlayStation or Xbox, one of those game centers had just come out this time of year. Mm-hmm. And I had someone request that. And I, I said, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, if, you if still they, can't, you still can't get a PS five. So like, oh, from last year, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My son, oh my, my sons wanted one. I tried to get him one last year. You still can't. They come out in batches. They're gone in seconds. Wow. You're right. My my uh, my youngest want one this year again, and I tried to find it last year. You just cannot find it. I think I'm just going to paint PS4 white. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, that's it, man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. To me, if I was going to, you know, the, the little bit I know about Instacart shopping is just a nightmare. And it just reminds me of the worst of all the gig apps. And I'm of the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mind as well that, you know, I've had businesses. I'd like to own my own businesses, but I like to have a say in it too, not just an algorithm spitting out crazy orders that don't make sense. And really, I'm looking at it going, I don't think that's enough money. I don't want to do this. You know, so I would much rather be able to build it myself, have my own pricing model, be able to, and I'm, I'm guessing you can change it per client if you wanted to like if they had some kind of more unique situation you might be able to charge you know maybe as long know, maybe. you can as yeah. long as it's before they book so if, say somebody that you feel maybe you might not make as much on because their distance is farther say before doing that if you wanted to change your fees it's already done because they've already booked so if you were to decide to completely change your pricing model and going forward that's what the new model will be anybody that was already booked before you change that will be under your old price model. So you can do that and change your prices as often as you'd like. You just have to, if they booked, they get the old price. Right. But if you like, yeah. okay, if you booked somebody and you, let's say that it was a new client and they, and you got to them and you're like, whoa, I didn't, this didn't really work out so well. Can you go back to just that one client? You can make an adjustment. There's an yeah, adjustment. You can add an adjustment. Yeah. Well, I mean, for future too, like if they're going to want to keep using you, you're like, you know, I might have bid that out wrong or my pricing model didn't really work with that for your distance. As far as like not making enough money? Yeah, or just how you'd yeah. how you'd reapproach them on just an adjustment and them being willing to do it. Like if they're gonna be a long-term client and you're like, gosh, I hate to do this, but you know, gas prices, you're twice as far as all my other clients. You're <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, don't know how you, you I don't price know you... yourself appropriately yeah. and make sure that, you know, after some time, you kind of learn what average is appropriate and what's reasonable and and what works for your demographic, because m- maybe what I charge would not be for what Susie charges her area or Quentin. So I think you start to figure out what price works for you, but you can't really like go back and forth. It's like when you go to get your nails done today, it's 30. Tomorrow, it's 35. Next week, it's 22. Like... <laughs> And that's where I was kind you of know? going was because that might look not as bad as the app companies, but that might look more dynamic. Like, well, I was referred by so-and-so and you charge them 20. Right. It needs to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. yeah and but they're I like, do, why I are you do, charging me? Yeah. Right. Well, no, I'll, change, I'll, do, I'll make adjustments if, if I have to go further. I'm sorry, Quentin. If I have to drive further and it's outside of my area, I'll say absolutely. But I have to tack on like a small gas fee and then I'll just go into the app and make that adjustment. Okay. Quentin, what That's were you the same say? I do. That's the same I do. I have, you know, typically I have in Tampa 15 miles, you know, it's, it's my max. But if I have some families that want to place outside of that, then uh, I'll, I'll give them the option. If they still want to, you know, use me as their 
as their shopper, you know, I let them know I have to, you know, like, like, you know, Susie said, an additional 10 miles per se, you know, to cover the cost of gas to go outside that 15 mile, you know, radius per se. And then I've also had, you know, a, a repeat family member that, you know, just didn't have the funds that week, you know, but wanted to place the order with me. So I did some, you know, um, I changed the, my price, my price to model for that, just that one week, just to, you know, just to help that family, that family out because they were struggling that one week. So we have that flexibility and with that flexibility, that can potentially keep though, you know, that family coming back to you. Right. For sure. So here's, here's my last question that I have for all of you is that if there was a dumpling customer who, or, or, or shopper that really, that you trusted, that you knew they didn't want it in on yours and your card, and they weren't going to touch in on your area. They're a really good friend of yours, whatever the story is. And they really, really want to get involved. Now, the years, a long time ago, there was no customer support center that had, um, you know, quite what it is now or the, the training or whatever they call it, the coaching. Um, if they came to you and said, okay, I'm signing up, what, what, like elevator pitch advice would you give them as your one piece of advice on getting started with this? Like I've been doing Instacart and let's say they've done 4,000 batches and they're even good at it. And they're like, you know, I've heard about dumpling. I want to do this. What, what do I do? For, for me, what I always tell anybody, your brand is everything. Your, your brand is makes your business. Find your brand first and develop your business around that brand. Because there could be 15 shoppers in my area, even if they're dumpling based, but my brand is what makes my business different and why they choose that business. Okay. So, but what, but what is your brand then? Like I, I'm known for being a big community member. I am the one that knows for the free wipes. I'm known for if there's something that you need, I will get it. It might take me a month, but I will, I'll get it. Okay. My brand is I'm convenient and reliable. Reliability is huge. Yeah, reliability. Yeah. I, I was so careful the first year with COVID because of that consistency. I didn't want a chance having to get tested. And so I, you know, did what I had to do to make sure that that didn't happen. So mm -hmm. I'd like to think that that would be my, my brand for sure. And so Susie, what, what would your best friend advice be to, Somebody you trusted was really interested too and really going to do this. Well, I mean, if, if they were coming from Instacart, let's just say hypothetically, I would tell them they got it. They have to get out of that mindset because there's nothing that is spooned to them. This is your business. You're going to reap the rewards of the maybe, business. Maybe I clients. should remove the Instacart part. Maybe. Okay. Let's say they were a grocery. <laughs> maybe let's say that they worked in a grocery store and they were just done and they kind of were learning about dumpling a little bit. It hurt a couple things. They knew you did it. They're calling you. Right. I would tell them to make sure that this is going to be a priority because it is not as wonderful as it is. It takes time. You know, when I first started and I would tell them this when I first started, you know, even though I, I am well known in my community before this, I mean, I didn't have very many shops and I'm like, wait a minute, am I doing this right? I'm at, you have to go into that mindset that you're going to, you have to put in the work you can't it's nothing is just going to appear if you're going to sit at home and not do anything right. you're not going to have any you're not going to have anything you have to go out there and you have to find your clients your your demographics like Celeste said you have to find out 
what works for you, what, you know, and I, I will tell them, don't choose every single demographic. You don't have to choose every single, you know, person because then it gets, starts getting crazy. You know, if you're, if you have a university and you're in the area, guess what? Go, go let the parents know that are out of state. Cause they do that with me. They're the, can you shop for my kid? It's their birthday. Can you, you know, find that demographic. Um, but make sure that you're going to put forth the work because it's not like if they were coming from a grocery store, not that that's not a difficult job, but if you don't, if you sit on it, nothing is going to happen. You have to keep, you have to keep at it, but it's worth it. So worth it. <laughs> so Quentin, I'll ask you the same thing, but then if it's, if it's kind of the same answer as theirs, I, I'm, I'll, I'll try and have a, a good follow up here. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of on the same lines. Steve. I mean, you got to have that commitment going in. You know, it's not going to just come in and fall in your lap. Um, you got to, like they say, you got to put the put forth the work and the effort into it. So if, if my answer will be kind of on the same line, you know, you, you can't sit easy. on your couch and Instacart it and just wait no, for, no, for them to no, throw you no. bones. Yeah, you cannot. Definitely. So what maybe for to any of you too, as a, as, as a final follow-up, what would you tell the, in, the dumpling shopper who's been doing this for a while and they have been putting in the effort and only have a couple people as clients and they're like, I'm just not doing this. And even, you know, let's say, you know, that they're really putting in the effort. What do you tell them? You got to stay at it. You know, you got to stay out and be persistent. You know, um, I just want to say, you know, I've only been doing, you know, my own business since, you know, the middle of June. Mm-hmm. And right now I, mean, I have over, over a hundred um, clients and over 60 repeat clients, you know, but I just didn't go and sit down and, you know, and just no way for that to come to me, you know, with the right, help of, of the person that does a lot of my marketing, you got to go out there and you got to be a go-getter. You know, you got to want this. You got to be hungry for it. You can't just, you know, you got to go get it. Mm-hmm. What about, what about you two? What, what about to the dumpling person that, and you do know, let's just not say it's just somebody that signed up and said, I have zero clients. They've been putting in the effort. You can tell. What would you say to them if they're like, I have three clients. Go out there, talk to everybody, wear your shirts, brand yourself and talk to every single person you can get your hand on. Starting with friends, family. Yeah, just I mean, I would think that's where you'd start is the people you do know, get them to trust you and then let their word of mouth go out. But I don't this But I mean opinion. actually like getting in the community, doing I do a lot with the rescues for lost pets in my area, so, you know, it's not uncommon for people to see me in my work gear completely right, so, running down right, the main so cross highway those chasing two a dog. <laughs> right. Yeah, like hit up all so, those people and say, "Hey, you know, by the way, I've been doing this." And yeah. Yeah. Just people will start to talk to you. They have to know that you're reliable and trustworthy. You know, with Dumpling, they don't know the app yet. With Instacart, of course, they know the uh, bad things about it. But because it's a reliable something, they know they're going to get what they need. They're not going to get scammed. Dumpling's so new, in my area at least, that, you know, people don't know that there's alternatives. So just by getting out and talking to people, people knowing you, they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's Celeste shopping by the shirt. She's good. You're fine. Like, you can trust. And from that, just build on people knowing you. That that's at least for me what I would tell them. Okay, and Susie, um, kind of like Celeste, you know, I have a dog sitting business too. I've, I've done it forever, and um, you know, I, I start with the people that I 
that already trust me because I don't want to go to them and say you have to try like trust me you know what I mean like (laughs) you you have to look you know I'm a business owner and I have a license but you know I want to so I really start with the people who who already know me trust me like with their animals um you know and I you know and I do a lot of rescue but I would tell those people that have been really going at it you know go down to your, the main street in your city, go walk into those businesses. That's what I did. And and I, and I partnered with some stores. I said, look, this is why you need me here. I am. Let's do this. And I did not expect for them to be like, well, wait a minute. You're actually, it was the right place, the right time, you know, be confident, but you have to like walk into these stores. Don't, you know, I've learned not to call people because they're thinking, okay, well, you're going to charge me for this. You're going to, you know, you're trying to sell me something. I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm trying to, for us to band together, for the good of the community. So I would tell those people really go join the networking groups. If you haven't done that yet, join your local chamber of commerce, you know, find, find groups that already is, exist and, and implement yourself into them and then use the resources that you already have. If you dog sit, if you babysit, if you, you know, people that already trust you. So like Matthew tells, um, I, I, I almost forgot this part. Has, have any of you been approached to do other work? By your, not just letting you in, putting the groceries away, but if they said, hey, can you watch the house? Can you watch the dog? Can you watch the kid? All the time. Can you? <laughs> All the time. Quentin? Yeah. I personally haven't. Um, I personally haven't seen, but, you know, hearing Celeste and Susie, you know, mentioned, you know, um, dog sitting in my, the person that does a lot of my marketing, um, she was like, you know, you should start tapping into this, you know, tapping into that, you know. So I haven't been, per se, approached by it. Um, but it's, it's definitely on the horizon to start, you know, tapping to some of these other areas um, because we have this platform that we can use and do other business, you know, um, other than just grocery shopping delivery. So, right, and that's it, and that's what I, and that's what I love about Joel is that like he's been so open to this. He's like, you know, it's like with most companies they'd be like, "What? You're you're telling people you can do other services for? No, no, don't do that." I love that <laughs> Joel was you. like. He was the one that told me about it. I didn't even know it was happening a year ago until he told me. And he was like, you know, most of my people just end up with doing a ton of work for some other people. I'm like, I'm like, that's so awesome that you're cool with that. And that you're just, cause you should, he should be, it doesn't affect him, but it's just so cool that, you know, he's like, you know, a lot of our just, people end up oh, doing sorry. a ton of stuff for people. Right. You know, yeah. Dumpling, Dumpling now offers to pet sit. I mean, that's, that's an option that we can add onto our profile. Now, yeah, it's nice. Two dogs sit, but pet, like, but babysit. like side jobs aren't like if somebody said, "Hey, could you rake all my leaves?" No, I know. Yeah, I do that. I take clients to doctor appointments. Um, right. Some of yeah. my clients Aww. ask if I can sit with them after they have a procedure because they don't have family here. You know, so it's really anything they need. As long that's as kinda, that's kind of what I see it as is like you know yes it starts with shop- shopping which is one of the most personal things people have too so like people entrusting the three of you to be their shoppers. And I know there's the people on Instacart, but I think if more people on Instacart, more shoppers, more customers knew about dumpling and the fact of the personalized service, I think that you'd see a mass coming over because there's too much um, inconsistency in the way Instacart's done. Like if I had, if I called Instacart today and asked them for 15 items I might get this A plus perfect delivery. And then if I did the same thing tomorrow, I might get like an F minus one. That's if you can even get in touch with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. See you next month. (laughs) You know, one of the things that I offer with my service, like all those extra things, like the leaves and the dogs, I actually don't charge for that. 
that's just like something I do on the side. And in the end, it does get you business because um, I say to them, if I'm already shopping for you that day, I don't mind grabbing dinner like from that local place because I'll just text the owner. But that's what makes, you know, our businesses better because we give something to them that maybe other competition will not. It's way more personalized. I mean, I bought crickets and worms for fishing. I bought dog beds. and So that's what I was going to ask. The the dumpling card doesn't really restrict you from doing other things with it. Just a customer, I think cigarettes. Right. right, But if a customer is like, hey, can you stop by and auto zone, auto zone, yeah, get absolutely. me, get me an oh, air yeah. filter. Or, you know, I tell like, my, I tell my oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say I've done that. <laughs> um, I usually, I, I just to get like a laugh out of some people and some people look at me like, what the hell did you just say? But I tell my clients really, I'll say I can shop anywhere, anywhere for you and get anything for you as long as it's legal. I mean, honestly, it's just, you know, as long as it is, you know, within the confines of it's okay to get, you know, food, you know, return, whatever, whatever they need. So I, I just try and make it funny. Most people laugh. None of you laughed, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm still, no, you I'm know st- why? Because we've done it. That's why <laughs> for us, it's normal. <laughs> to be honest, right. I'm still a little in shock that you can't. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not a smoker and, you know, cigarettes and I, and I don't, I'm just surprised you can't buy cigarettes for somebody. It's, I think it's the, ba- it's a bank. It's a bank. I don't think it's, yeah, I think it's the bank. You it's can do it. You can still get it if you want. You just use your card and then add an off adjustment. App. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Adjustment. And then you're liable for it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, like li- liquor, I understand because you have the Drizzlies out there and the companies that actually have the licensing to do this and they could really get in your face about that. But the cigarettes, I don't, I didn't understand because that's, I understand if it's like some kids using their parents' account wanting to get some cigarettes or something. Yeah. But I mean, like for the most part, a customer that you know, I don't know, but, um, so Quentin, you, you're, so you've been only, you've been six months on the platform and already Joel had told me that like, you're one of the big up and coming stars. So you must be crushing it somehow in your market too. I don't know what you did to get 60 returns and a hundred customers in six months, but. Like I said, Steve, I mean, I, I was, I went out there and I did it, you know, I, I didn't sit down you know, and wait for it to come to me. And then another thing that helped me is I have some local news coverage as well. So I was on the local news here, uh, which uh, gave me some exposure as well. So after I aired on the news, the local news, you know, my um, my clients increased, you know, tremendously after that as well. You know, but even, you know, when I initially started, I mean, I, I didn't just sit down. I took, you know, I had some um, customers that I had with ship. They wanted to come over with me. And then with those customers coming over with me, you know, they spread the word to their family members and to their friends, you know, um, as far as my, you know, my service goes and the reviews that I have, you know, um, kind of go a long way as well. So uh, when they uh, tell their family members and their friends about it, you know, they just come on in. But the news, the news coverage that I had was a key, key thing uh, for me having six repeat clients in that six month time frame. But you've never, you've never gone to, um, like the uh, city commerce, like Susie was talking about, right? No, I never took that avenue. No, but I mean that might be an avenue you now want to, right? Maybe something was learned here tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, trust, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't have to because it's going to be on replay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, I guess that's my main thing is I hear people all the time wanting to 
you know, like they love doing gig type work, but they're like, I just wish it was my business kind of attitude, even if they don't say those words. And I'm, you know, I try and turn those people onto dumpling, especially if they're into delivery and shopping. Cause I'm like, you know, try it. You don't, it, you can still do Instacart and DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub and whatever you're doing and slowly back away from them as you develop your dumpling. You don't have to, you don't have to stop performing work on every app and start dumpling and go, okay, I hope it works. You can start building. I mean, when I had Matthew tells on and him and Joel are very tight, this was like a year ago. And he was, um, he was pretty funny. Cause he's, he, at the end, he was, he, I don't know if you know, if he, if you do know him, how much he hates Instacart and their owner, <laughs> he's very, <laughs> he's very public and loud about it. Um, and he's a cool guy, but he was like, he's like, I'm going down to blaze of glory. I'm stamping my dumpling card, to every Instacart order. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you're not really though. He's like, well, we're recording. So, okay. <laughs> I, <I'm> like, <laughs> I was like, all right, man. Cause I know that like Joel and him love each other and he's quite the character and he's a cool guy, but I was just like, you know, that's probably not the, <laughs> I don't know if that's the way, but um, you know, I, I, I have a, I have a soft spot for Matt too. I think he's a great guy, but um you know, I don't know. I think that a lot of people would be shocked to learn what dumpling is if they really got into it. Because when I talk to them, they're like, you know, some people might say, I've heard of it, but, you know, they're like, but, you know, I'm just, I just multi app. I'm working seven apps right now. I don't have the time for another one. I'm like, it isn't another one. It would be your first business. And then you'd be working multi apps. This is where you step out of the multi app world and make a business. You're the owner, you get to decide your profits. You're not based on an algorithm and you're not dynamically paid or dynamically screwed over in your payment. Right. And I, and I know I don't, it could be different from state to state and city, county to county. But like for me, I had to get licensed. So I use that in my advertising. Look, I'm licensed. So I have not, I mean, I'll, I'll, we all have something invested as business owners, but then I'll, then I have this license that I'm accountable for. So I also use that, but not every city requires that. You mean money. making it like an LLC or a, I am a, I am an LLC, yeah. okay. but I well, had to get a, I had to get a business license in my city first before any, before I could to create this. And before I could get a DBA of Suzy Q shops for you, I, um, I had to get a license, a city license to do did, this. Did you I do that? Yeah, locally. No, locally here, you know, it's not required to have a business license. Right. You're um, in Florida. Of course, the LLC. Yeah. I had of course to. The LLC, yes. yeah, yeah. For the business license, I had to get it. Wow. So you got so you guys that don't have the LLC just pay independent contractor taxes. Yeah. I've yeah. been going back and forth with it. I said last year I was going to do it. I just it just life happens. I got super busy. I'd and, like to eventually... And those offices were just... closed. Even the, the online yeah. ones, you really couldn't get a new LLC, maybe renew, but you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, is that something you guys would look into, Quentin? I mean, if things keep going the way they are for you and you start taking on other jobs, because the way I see it is, um, I don't know what if it's required here for the dumpling platform or not in Colorado. However, I would probably, being a business owner before, I would probably go out and get my LLC license or something, because if it's so true that you're going to be asked to do all these other jobs, I would just want a, a limited liability corporation stamp on I do my... Have. Yes, I do have the LLC, Steve, but um, I so I I I do have the LLC. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes. 
Oh, okay. Like the LLC, yes, but like a like a Susie was saying that she needs to go out and get a business license in oh, addition to I the see. LLC. Yeah, a business license is not required. I mean, just an LLC, um, but not a business license. Okay. I think that's how Colorado is too. When I've had LLCs, that that is your business license pretty much. Well, I had to get my business license before I could get my LLC. I didn't do them at the same time because I didn't know if I wanted to go that route or not. So just to even... That's just that crazy this. state you live in of California. Hey, don't bag I'm on not, my state. I'm not, I'm not bagging on it. I got a ton of friends that live there. I'm originally from California. Michigan. I'm relocated out <laughs> here in Colorado. I, I have friends all over California. And in <laughs> fact, oh, I did send you guys this. And I really, this is the last thing because I really am wondering. I work with a group called Para. We did tip transparency with DoorDash. We are doing a thing. And I was curious if you guys were interested in that. Because it's something that we're about to move out of the Bay Area and start hitting. We're looking at about 10 to 15 other cities. We're a pretty big company. Um, even for the small group of people that we are, we we have a lot of innovations. We work with Argyle IO, which is one of the major uh, data security companies in the world, um, and some others. And and the CEO was the former op- of, of Para was the former operation operations manager for Uber Las Vegas for six years. So I work with him directly and we do a lot of things. And what we've been doing is we're working with a company in California called, um, it's like Mission Something or whatnot, or Buffalo Market is its name. I don't know if you've heard of it, probably not. Um, But it it, they do like tortillas and a couple other things. And they have a wooden kiosk that's only like a four by four, three shelf kiosk in the store. And it's at the end of an aisle. And we have about 100 or we have about 350 right now in a 15 mile radius of San Francisco that are like all the common stores there. You know what I'm trying to remember, you know, off the top of my head, it's like you don't have what we have in Safeway and you have Safeways, but you don't have like Kings, right? You don't have King Supers and (laughs) right. But what I'm right, but you could be about to like we are pushing for that because we have 300,000 active users on our app. Oh, oh wow! So because of the DoorDash tip transparency that we had, we really grew quick. But so now our new thing is this, that, and we've originally developed it for, we were hoping for Instacart drivers to supplement some income. What it is, is we call it para merchandising. What you do is you go over to the three shelves. And again, it's only four by four. It's not much. And they have like 10 items. You open up the para app and you take a count of how many tortillas, how many this, how many that are on the shelf. And then you just kind of reorganize them. If they're all shoved back, you just kind of make it look clean again. It takes about five minutes when you're done. You take a picture, you get paid uh, 10 to $12 per store. So we were trying to supplement some Instacart money. Hey, if you're at this store, all you need to do is say you want to pick this up and just do it. And you get ten to twelve dollars. I mean, sometimes that's all they make on the whole shop, and this takes five minutes while you're already in the store. So we've had a ton of success. We started off with like fifteen stores. We now have three hundred and fifty current openings right now today that you could go pick up within twenty miles. I think the far it might even be a little more because we go out to Walnut Creek now, but pretty much the Bay Area, fifteen mile radius. Um, we have th- 350 Safeways in there. I mean, tons of Safeways. We've if if Buffalo Market has a stand in their store, and so the, that's why I said we might not be there yet. The thing is, it's not Buffalo Market that we're going to be following around. We're now looking at this 
model to to do with other small companies. The reason this happened with Buffalo Market is they don't want to pay a rep to go into all these stores and do a count and clean up one four by four shelf. So they're trying to virtually make a rep. And one thing we found with the Instacart workers is they're <laughs> it's it's kind of, you know, it's it's just like the Instacart like what they do to you is that they're not as consistent. They might pick it up, say they're going to do it, and then they don't do it. So uh, when I started thinking about too? dumpling, I started thinking you guys are the reliable <laughs> ones, and if you said you'd do it, you'd do it. So like you're in if you're going to go to store X and do a shop for somebody, would you take five extra minutes to make twelve dollars? If I was already in that store, I would absolutely. Right, you're not going to yeah. drive to the store. I'm not I wouldn't that. drive to the store, oh, but if it was right. a store and there was a list given and it said Acme, Shoprite, Castle, mm-hmm. like if it literally listed it and gave me all day to do it, and I was already going to be there, yes, absolutely. And that's the thing; you can pick them up on the fly. So like right now in the Bay Area, you put it in, you put your mile radius, and it'll bring up all the stores. So if you're in, um. You know, if you're in uh, Nevada, up in, uh, you know, what it, what is it? Uh, right over the bridge, like Nevada or San Rafael or one of those areas. And you put in San Rafael and you say five miles. You c- you'll see all the Safeways, let's say, and then other stores too that are offering it right now. And if you're like, oh, I'm going to that one for a shop, you can pick it up. I mean, that's it, a cool idea. Well, I mean, I, I think it's a great idea. We, yeah. yeah, it was just the, remi- the reliability. We were getting people who were claiming them and then they were ditching the shops from Instacart and going, well, I'm not going to drive out there just to do that. I'm not even doing the shop anymore. And I was like, well, this isn't, you guys are kind of breaking the reason we're doing this. We're trying to help you supplement some income because we know you're being paid badly. You know, it's like, so we need more reliable people. And I'm thinking, and that's another thing I was talking to Joel about was like, we need the dumpling shoppers because they're the ones who have regular customers and you probably go to the same stores, which would mean eventually we wouldn't even list that store anymore. We would just give you an extra $10 a week whenever you're there. Cause it's never like do it this day before two. They're just offers that stand till somebody claims them, but eventually we could have the stores you go to, you know, if they have one of or two of these racks or some of the stores or whatever, it's just extra money. And to me, it's, you know, it's do account. Um, and it's, again, it's not doing like whole aisles. It's that the stores won't do these single end aisle carts. They want a rep to come in and take care of their stuff and check dates and do that. And, oh, and, that makes sense. So it's a smaller company rep. Oh, it's very, before. it's the smallest of companies, but they exist all over the country. And we're starting to get in with other ones too. Okay. That's where I was wondering where, what you meant by that. Okay. I understand. Right. So, I mean, what they don't want to do is pay somebody 60 grand a year to go in and shake the, uh, the guy's hand. Who's the manager of the store, take some pictures and an inventory. Then have to hire other people and assistants. And they, we saw it as let's take the gig economy people and let them earn a little more while they're out doing this anyway. Hmm. The only thing, the only problem we ran into was the unreliability, but I would think the dumpling people would be very reliable. And if it's an extra 10, 12 bucks for five minutes of your time while you're in that store, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, I have to Good. agree. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Joel will hear this too. 
So Joel, if you just noticed, all of these people just said, yes, they would do it. So I totally do it. Yeah. I mean, if we're already there, it's kind of like, I don't know. I would hate to turn the business down. I just, it's, 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 like, it's right, just like free dangling money right there. It's just like free money. I mean, yeah. I mean, it really is. It's a quick count. You put it in, you take a picture that you've done it and you just, and it's just, you know, clean it up a little bit. Like, like they would like put, you know, if people have made a mess of it, just make it look nice. I already do that in the stores. I'm kind of OCD. I'm like, something's out of, something's not right. I'm got to put the cans back together. (laughs) Right. I just, I just think it's a great supplemental income, but if the Instacart people don't want to take it, like, that's why I was telling Joel, this should be something that we push to your people, you know, because I mean, why not? Why not give it to the people who are really working hard to do this stuff and building businesses. So anyway, I want to thank all of you for being here. Uh, Quentin, Susie, Celeste, this was fun. And uh, hopefully people will start to understand the difference between Instacart and Dumpling. And, uh, you know, check these guys out. I'll put all of their links into the show notes and you can see all their stores and how it kind of works and, you know, look at their pricing and all that. And just know that's, it really doesn't take much to get one of these up and running. I mean, it really doesn't. It's not that much longer than, you know, signing up for an app. I mean, you can build because it's a, you get a single page profile page, you build it out, you put your details in there and your pricing, and then that's it. And then you got, but then you have to go out and earn your customers. So there you go. But this is a lot more money. It's a lot more predictable. It's a lot more stable. And uh, I don't know, to me, it's not even a question. I would, I would much rather have a dumpling shopper than an Instacart shopper because it's, I would get to know them. I would say, you know, Hey, you know, if you ever see this instead of this one, could you get that? Like, it would just be nice. I do my own shopping, so it's hard for me to relate fully. But I already know in my head I would prefer a dumpling type platform. But, but anyway, thank you all for being here, and thank you. Uh, and uh, thank yeah, you, and great success to all of you. And I'll put all your all your links in the show, and hopefully it'll get you some more customers too, because we get a lot of listens a, a week. So, um. We've got people, we've got three representatives here again from uh, Redwood, California, right? Um, from Redlands. Redlands. There you go. I knew, <laughs> I knew Redwood was wrong. Um, from Atlantic City area, I'll say, and Tampa area. So the show notes will be up there. So if you need a shopper or you use Instacart in those cities, I would expect you to stop using Instacart this week right and switch over to these shoppers. Okay. Right away. <laughs> <laughs> thank you steve okay thank hey you. Thank, thank you have steve. a great night you guys bye guys bye guys so hopefully that was an eye-opener for instacart workers um if you really are truly dedicated to the gig economy and making something of it for yourself true business your own business dumpling is a pa- platform where that can happen um Check into it. It is not like your other gig platforms. You know, you're not going to get pings. You've got to get some customers. However, customers have a lot of... Um, they they get very attached to their shoppers. Shopping is a very uh, personal thing. And um, these shop the, the people, the clients don't want the average Instacart person every time that and they're charging too much and all this, and the drivers aren't making anything. This is between you, the dumpling shopper, and the customer. So, and like we talked about many times through the interview tonight, um, you know, a lot of these customers come from you just wrangling up a couple, you know, 
and then letting them do your marketing. I mean, you don't even have to ask. It's it's one of those things where, you know, people will just it'll just come out in conversation, but you got to stick with it. You got to make whatever agreements you make with your customers that you do get in the beginning, stick to it, kill it, crush it. And you will get more customers because word of mouth and guerrilla marketing is still one of the most underrated tactics of marketing in this country. So um, make sure that if you're interested, check it out. There's no harm, no foul. It's same as the other gig apps type thing. Um, you can set up your profile on Dumpling. You can give it a try. You know, start adding some clients, start doing it, and and see what happens. Because uh, not just these three, but but a lot of other people that I know do very well on on Dumpling. So anyway, um, thank you for joining us tonight. I know the last couple of weeks have ran a little bit over. And uh going to try and dial that back um, starting next week. But uh, they've just been, you know, they've been two round tables. Those are hard to, to cut short. And uh, um, just, you know, it's just been content. Like last week was one we couldn't have cut short. That was pretty much everything. AB5, ProAct, all the states trying to do it. Um, I've even had other, a lot of people have been commenting to me that, you know, that was just a brilliant piece. And um Really appreciated all the comments. If you do go, if you if you've listened to it already, or if you haven't listened to it, normally I would say listen on the podcast because that's more my realm. But this is one of those ones you might want to watch on YouTube, even if you have already listened to it. Because if you watch it on YouTube and hit the live chat that we did during the premiere, there is some crazy information out there that you might want to learn. Um, and it was posted by, you know, the three uh, main people that were, you know, saying like, you know, if you if you want, you know, we need to know where, where'd you get that from? Boom, it would be posted in chat. So but in the live chat are all of these links. So while you're listening, and if you hear me say something, or if you see something in the chat, there was probably about 15 links posted, all of which are very, very helpful to more knowledge on this. However, the whole the piece as a whole really does explain everything in a very digestible way. That said, we've ran over. Um, thank you guys for sticking around. And we will see you back here next week on Rodeo. Peace.